live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. So have you been just struggling with all of your time management? You feel like if you just hire one more person, but you only really need a part-time person, does that magical unicorn actually exist? That is a topic we're going to be talking about on Through the Glass Ceiling today. Uh, we're going to kick off with some short self-introductions so you know who you're listening to. If you're new fans of the show, welcome. Uh, and if you're veteran fans of the show, thanks for joining us again. Uh, and then we're going to jump right into the topic. So we are going to go left to right, starting with... Emily Crone. I'm an associate attorney at Greerhurst and Adams. Very much looking forward to talking about part-time help today. Woohoo! That's right. And I'm Janet Cohn, and I'm an account executive at a large food distribution facility. Previous life was in staffing and hiring and finding people Perfect. that need part-time jobs uh, and helping people find a part-time job. So this is kind of up my alley. Yeah, we kind of have a resident expert. I we was only just bring about to say that. <laughs> to the table around here. And through the magic of technology, so Janet's actually joining us from Austin, Texas. Thank That's you. right. All the way over here in south of Austin and loving it. It's rainy season here, just FYI. Houston's rainy season all year long. February is rainy season for Austin. Hmm. Well, keep the umbrella in the car. Uh, and my name is Brittany Green. I am the owner and coach at Advantage Business Coach. And uh, we could do none of this without our fabulous producer, producer Greg. Thank you so much for keeping us on task and actually making all this technology stuff work. Um, so this topic actually came from a coaching session I had recently with a client where she was complaining about how she didn't have any time. And so whenever we get a complaint like that, we want to find out, we want to dive deep into what is actually the cause of the lack of time management. For her, it was not enough staff. So it brought about the fact that she hasn't been able to find someone to only work 20 hours a week. And um, because we do have a fantastic expert in our midst, um, we wanted to pick Janet's brain and see how do you actually find part-time help? So in your alter ego life, uh, Janet, before you were an account exec, how would you actually tell someone to start finding part-time help? So um, let's just, let me, let me clarify the question. So an employee finding part-time help or a business finding the a part-time employee? Business finding a part-time employee. Perfect. Okay. So a business finding a part-time employee is always going to go back to probably word of mouth. Like you're always going to want to talk to people. Part-time help is, is, you know, they, there are people out there that are looking for help, but they don't know or looking for a job and they don't know where to go. So most of the time they're talking to their friends, they're talking to other people. Um, you always, you know, kind of know in your mind, your, um, your circle of people and someone who wants a part-time job. So if you're looking to hire a part-time employee, your best bet's going to start with your circle. And then the next, um, the next place that I would probably say is to um, place an ad, you know, depending on what the position's looking for. It could either be um, in a college, um, you know, maybe their student, student union center or their job posting boards. Um, you know, I know that you can post jobs on Craigslist. I know it seems a little shady sometimes. People are afraid of Craigslist. <laughs> yes. However... <laughs> However, you can um, you can find at least get some people in front of you. You don't have to meet them, but you can get resumes sent to you, and you can start to filter through um, through that. Um, 
or again on your next door app i would use that um to just local people maybe people buy um where the job is so that's probably where i would start um you know mom's groups are great because if it's the right shift the right time then you could probably get some moms that want to make a few extra bucks while their kids in school so um and I, i don't know if the question will come up too but you know, we want to have some flexibility in hiring people with part-time positions. So if they're not getting a standard hour, unless, you know, it's really the positions critical for those hours, you might have to offer some flexibility, especially if the kids like have off on Mondays and you know, or they're going to have an early release on a Friday and you're hiring a mom, you might want to throw that into the mix just in your planning and preparation for the position is knowing that you're, you might have to have some flexibility. It's interesting you say that. I literally got a call from somebody about two weeks ago that I went to high school with. She's been a stay-at-home mom, I can say words, uh, for the last like four years. And she's decided she wants to go back to work. She's not going to have any more kids. Um, And she's like, I haven't done anything in five years. My resume looks terrible. I don't know who would hire me who would actually hire me. So that's a really interesting. So to really kind of baby step into it to start with a part-time position and then graduate from there. I think from a business owner's perspective too, they'd rather hire somebody like that part-time and not have to invest in, you know, health insurance and whatever it is. If they, if they do have the full-time hours available and they can at least try you on a trial run Mm -hmm. if you don't have the resume. Some businesses hire two part-time people Mm -hmm. instead of a full-time because they don't want to have to technically pay the benefits for that. So, you know, if you can find the employees, um, and again, you know, part-time is is important because there's not a lot of people out there that um, I would say... It, it needs to be enticing, right? Like, um, you know, it has to be enticing. It's got to be something that they're going to enjoy or they're going to be passionate about. Uh, just because why Why are they motivated to have a part-time job? Is it just to get out of the house? Is it to make a couple extra bucks? Is it, you know, to do, you know, is it that they're going to, to be motivated to get to work? Because if it's just part-time, they might, you know, they might just say, well, it's not worth it for me to get out of bed if if it's not something that they enjoy doing, they love doing. Yeah. We had a little bit of a technical glitch there, but uh, uh-uh. we heard most of what you said. So I'm glad we, we got to hear that because that's right. They have to, you think about it. Yeah, you're supplying them a job, but they may need more than 20 hours a week and you don't really have that for them. You have to make it marketable to, the, especially if you want good people, right? That Everyone's always talking about it's hard to find good people, especially if you're only yeah. offering 20 or less hours per week. Yeah, it's and you want to always have that communication with them, know what their goals are, know what your goals are. I mean, if you're hiring someone that you think the position is going to grow past, you know, 20 hours, if you know that ultimately in the beginning, you you need to have those conversations because they need to be upfront and clear and say, nope, I'm never going to want more than, you know, 20 hours or they're going to say, no, I want, you know, I want to grow with the company. I understand it's a part-time position now. Maybe the business is growing. Maybe the business has future needs or they have future position opportunities. So these are things that you need to be clear about. Now, if it's a position, the person works out well or their circumstances change and they need more hours, having that open dialogue with a position like that, it's critical. You just have to be able to know that you both can be on the same page if you really want this person to develop with your company. 
Well, and it also enters into leadership development. If this person's like, okay, I just need to see if this works with my husband and my kids, you know, 20 hours a week is fine now, but maybe in a couple months or a year, I may want to work into a full-time position. You, you as the business owner know as you're planning moving forward, okay, can I only count on this person for 15 to 20 hours a week? Or can I actually develop this person to take over one role because I want to promote someone else? You know, how do you fill that leadership pipeline in your own business? Um, and it's possible to do with someone that's part-time. You know, you can't just look at them. You don't have to look at them as just like a, a throwaway person or just a fill-in. You really can develop a lot of that, um, a lot into that person, even though they are part-time. I yeah. think part-time positions, I think you're absolutely right, especially if you're advertising for like um, at schools, colleges, or, or whatever it is. Um, I know in the legal field, we do that a lot. A lot of solo practitioners will look to the law school for if they need some extra help, contract mm -hmm. attorneys and things like that, and they'll post it on the law school's board. I that's not really what I did, but I know that if it wasn't for the availability of part-time positions while I was in college, I wouldn't have gotten all the training that I needed to do what I do now. I worked in law firms, but I had part-time admin positions like a receptionist, file clerk, data entry. And so, but it was always in law firms knowing that I wanted to work in a law firm in the future, but mm -hmm. as an attorney. So part-time positions really kind of led me to where I am today too. And they're great. They're great launching opportunities. They yeah, and, and sometimes they get in and they love it, right? And they really thrive and you guys really mix and mesh and they really are like, we're going to find a spot for you or mm -hmm. we're going to open up those hours, um, you know, to give you that opportunity. So I think it's great for both ends. But again, it goes back to that. You need to have that clarity. You can that level of honesty and transparency. So that way they can. Um, they can feel like they can back down or they can say no if it's not the right fit for them. Um, and then, too, if it is strictly just part time, that's OK. Just be clear about it. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about where do you put that job placement at? Um, you know, if you if your company utilizes a Facebook page, there's actually a job site listing where you can put in that I'm looking for help through your page. You know, from your perspective, it gives you access to someone beyond your circle. If you've already tapped into that and you've tried someone or you can't find anybody or you have a qualm about hiring somebody, you know, because I've seen that happen as well is just, you know, go to Facebook, post it on there. It's going to help your algorithm um, within Facebook and get you a little bit more of an increase because you're utilizing the tools inside of it. So, you know, utilize the tools around you as well from those perspectives, even, you know, through a LinkedIn profile, even if you're looking for somebody that's more professional, like in a law firm, you're looking for a clerk or a paralegal or somebody like that that's part time. You know, utilize those opportunities that are to you and, you know, just kind of double down on what you got. Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn is such a good resource too. I love the skills option on LinkedIn. Have you <laughs> seen, I mean, you've obviously seen it, but you know, when they post jobs, they have specifically what skills are required mm -hmm. and um, sometimes they match up pretty well and sometimes they don't. So for those part-timers who maybe don't have a good circle that they're looking for, that's always a good option. Yeah, especially if you haven't, if you've been a, a full-time mom, you've been, mm -hmm. you know, your your circle exists of four-year-olds, um, there's not a whole lot to call upon. So that gives you that ability to go to a circle that's not a bunch of people like you where you can find something else. 
So interesting. Okay. So um, we've talked about different sources you can go look at. You know, it is possible to find someone to work, you know, 15, 20 hours or less. Um, you know, the other, only thing, the only other thing that we look at from our perspective is what does a business owner kind of need to have in place before they hire somebody? So was there any recommendations that you made to your business owners as they started this process of bringing in part-time help? You were like, you know what, you need, at least need to have like a employee manual or some expectations, or is there anything like that you recommended? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, most of the time when you hire someone new, um, they're already on edge. They're walking into a place they haven't been before. They might be walking into a school they haven't done before. So there's always that kind of like, oh my gosh, am I going to be a good fit? Am I going to be able to do the job? Most people, you know, most people underestimate their abilities because they're nervous and they're not sure of what those expectations are. So um, if you can really have a great job description that lines out and you can let them know what they're tasks are going to be. And then also too, just know if you give them these tasks, especially in the beginning, when you're getting to know them, don't change the task. Don't start throwing other things that you didn't discuss with them, you know, maybe in the conversation. So if they're coming in to be a file clerk, right, and maybe be backup on phones, you can answer that. But don't, don't when they get in two weeks in and start giving them accounting stuff to be doing. That was not what you talked about. So they're already going, oh my gosh, can I do this? And now you're putting on things that you didn't discuss. And then they start to say, this doesn't sound like it's, you know, it might not be the real deal. Everything that they might have told me in the beginning was not accurate. So make sure that you stick as close to a job description as possible. And don't add crazy things in, especially in the beginning. Even if they're a great employee and they can do all those things, don't throw it at them the first two weeks of them on the job. You can um, handle it. Yeah. You seem like you know numbers. Here's our accounting department. <laughs> Do our whole tax audit, you know? Let's just do that right now. Can you just collect um, on all of my receivables, please? That would be great. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and then just walk away and let them have it. <laughs> what are receivables? Um, so, you know, and yes. stick... Stick to your words, you know, tell them, you know, stick to stick to the schedule too. Um, again, offer flexibility. Um, try to be as empathetic as possible, you know, understand that they are um they are nervous and they're scared and um, you know, try and put that off. And again, though, if it's not a good fit, either try and, you know, find out how to get it to be a better fit if they are going to make it or you know have a conversation about letting them go because they might be just as nervous in the beginning um and i don't like to say cut them off too early but you know if you really know that they can't file and you hired them to file and they can't file and you've given them the little folders that have all the letters in there and they still can't file then that might be a hey, this is probably not going to be the best fit and cut it off sooner rather than later. There may be bigger issues there if you can't file, but... Um, I like what you said about the employee handbook earlier too. Yes. From my perspective, every business should have an... Even your business, Brittany, should have an employee handbook. My business does have an employee you handbook. You do? Oh, of course that I do. That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, when we, uh, we actually started However, writing it last year. make sure your handbook is updated. Updated. Absolutely. Um, you know, every you quarter want to have something saying they need to wear pantyhose and you know closed-toed shoes when they the stores hardly even sell pantyhose these days so I'm, make sure that your hand does your does your handbook say you have to wear pantyhose that's funny um <laughs> so i know of a certain law firm in this area that says that 
um, or at least it said it up until, you know, fairly recently when they finally decided to update it. So, right. Yep. Skirts, pantyhose. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. So make sure, make sure that it's current. Update uh, your sure dress code. A, a good Word document that you can edit it often, you know, have it, look at it every year, if not every two years. Um, but so, yeah, a good handbook and make sure that they understand, you know, the checking in, the checking out. How are they going to record the time? How frequently are they going to be paid? Um, you know, just make sure that you put some of those questions at ease because things that might not be important to you might be important to them um, yeah. and they don't know your business like you do. So you can't just assume that someone's going to walk in and know exactly how your business runs. They don't know that. And so you have to remember and you have to give grace. I will tell you, I went on a job one time and I had to punch a clock. I hadn't punched a clock in so long and I missed a punch and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I just felt it because it took a while to get back into that habit of punching a clock. So, you know, just because I didn't punch the clock didn't mean I'm trying to cheat on time. It's, you know, it's hard to do something that you haven't done either before or it's been a long time since you had to do something. Well, and sometimes, most of the time, they don't really even use the punch cards anymore. They use biometrics. And mm. even at that, uh, my mom had a retirement job a couple of years ago where it was based off of her thumbprint. And for whatever reason, it wouldn't read her thumb half the time. And she would have to get somebody to come and help her, like to, to you know, overwrite it or whatever. And then it would show her being late by 15 or 20 minutes because of all the hoopla of her having to get checked, you know, to clock in. She was there 10 minutes early. But, you know, it's one of those things where you have to have that leniency and understand what's there. But something else that you said, Janet, was, and this is key, I don't care if it's a part-time person, full-time person, anybody, you have to tell someone how they're going to be paid, how often, and if they don't understand it, explain it as many times as it takes until they do. Mm -hmm. Are you doing direct deposit? Do you give them a check? Did it start off as a paper check for the first two weeks until their direct deposit takes effect? I literally picked up two contracts with my other business where I literally had to wait six weeks before I got paid. Now, that's a lot of time invested in working, not knowing if you're actually going to get paid. So if you know that you're going to take six weeks before you're going to pay an employee or pay a contractor, you have to articulate that to them because you're asking, a, that's a huge ask to somebody. And, right. you know, thankfully we were in a place where we could do that, but you know, you can't ask someone who has been working paycheck to paycheck to wait, oh yeah, no, it's gonna take six weeks before I'm gonna send you your paycheck, but you'll see it in the bank. Yeah. You got to be careful about that stuff. And I think also with part-time workers, you kind of, an overarching concern is that they're more transient. They're not going to last as long. It's just seasonal or it's just for a year or during the summer while they're out of school, whatever it is. And so having that last payment, how are they going to get their last payment in there? Even though I'm not an employment lawyer, but I'm pretty sure Texas law is very clear about how you get your last payment. Having it in the employee handbook saves you that because you know they're not going to go look on the internet under Texas law and statute, they're going to go look in your, their employee handbook. And if you have it clearly spelled out there, um, you know, way, way to save yourself a hassle an administrative hassle and dealing with that conflict afterward. Also, I think if you're going to hire, when I've thought about like, um, opening my own firm in the future, if that's something I ever wanted to do, I've thought about hiring clerks or, or part-time paralegals or something like that. Maybe a retired paralegal who wants to get some extra money or whatever it is. 
and have already having like standard operating procedures like mm-hmm. checklists um very detailed instructions and doing that front end work so that the onboarding and all of that is just so clear i think the overarching thing that we've talked about today is really communication you it know really is. communicating yeah. what their job is communicating how and they're going to get paid and i think that in a situation like you know for what Brittany does you know i mean you can help companies come up with their business you know or their employee handbook or mm-hmm. their business plan and their business structures and how that how that comes to be. And I think that that's great. You know, we actually um, at Express hired an intern to come in and she put together our onboarding um, process because it's so important that you onboard consistently the same way um, because you know one employee comes in and you spend two weeks with them hands on day in day out and then the next employee comes in and you're knee deep in something and you got so then you're going to let the new person that's been there that you trained for two weeks start training this person and you have to make sure that it's really you know structured on your onboarding so we hired a business you know business student at U of H Clear Lake to come in and put, you know, our onboarding stuff in writing. We did surveys, we asked employees, you know, we put together this whole big onboarding thing. So that way you can make sure that you are doing it fair because the, and one of my industrial clients, they literally had the guy that started the day before training the new guy that came in the next day. That's, that's not. That's That's frightening. That kills me when I see that. It's like, you don't train by tribe. (laughs) But then no one stays, right? Yeah, exactly. No one stays because they don't, you know, they didn't get the proper training. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you train consistently and let Brittany, you said, right, you know, answer all the questions, be upfront, tell them what to expect. Let them ask questions because they don't know what's happening and they need to know. The more they know, the more secure that they're going to be. And, you know, good, good chance they're going to stick around for a lot longer, too. Yeah, you need to have an open two-way conversation to where, you know, if they if this person asks you a lot of questions, don't think they're stupid. Just, you know, take it as a good sign that they want to make sure they do a good job for you. You know, don't let that annoy you. Let that be a sign that, all right, this person really wants to make sure that they do a good job for me. They care. Exactly. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't pay somebody to care. If they come into it in the beginning, then you know what? Do everything in your power to hang on to that person because it's rare to find. Mm. but you can't find it all right so (laughs) the lessons from today is to have an open two-way conversation be prepared with all of your documentation have an employee handbook have a onboarding procedure in place and don't let your brand new employee train your brand new employee (laughs) so all right we're coming to you guys live from the clear lake today podcast network of the acu of texas studio we will see you guys soon have a great day bye